0: Hello
1: and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and just today I had the opportunity to do an Instagram live with my friend and colleague, Laura Wasser. Yes, that Laura Wasser, the one that you're always seeing in the tabloids and People Magazine and on Entertainment Tonight or whatever the gossip show du jour is. She is Hollywood's go-to divorce attorney, but Laura, has a lot more going on than just divorce. Um, she has a whole new slate of exciting things happening. We talk all about it in the Instagram live. And I thought, Hey, why not share it with all of you so that you can hear it as a podcast or watch it on the YouTube channel. So stay tuned and listen to my recent, very fun chat with Laura Wasser. Hello, listeners. So we are just jumping on with the Instagram Live with Laura Wasser. You've been seeing me post about it all week. I'm just sending her an invite right now. There it is. Joining me in a minute. And this is going to be a lot of fun because I know you guys think of Laura um, as, you know, Hollywood's go-to uh, hey, Johnny! Hi there. Sorry, I didn't realize I was going to be on camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to Instagram Live. You're yeah. live, my friend. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I, I will uh, just uh, X out. Um, I, Laura should be joining any second now. No problem. Okay, good to see you. Although it's fun to have you, too, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You guys don't know but You just got another celebrity drop-in. Donnie okay. Raines. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, Donnie. <Johnny. laughs> th th is out there hi so this is gonna be fun guys and if you have questions for Laura I have a couple that you guys um, sent in ahead of time but um, and they're they're kind of fun I think the two that I picked out Um, so oh here we go here comes Laura and um, but if you guys have questions for her this is your chance really you don't get this chance um to sort of dive into the mind. There she is. Hey Laura. Hi. Hi. We got a little flash of Johnny there for a second. kinda of fun. <laughs> How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing, Susan? i'm good i was just telling everybody um that they you know i know everybody thinks of laura wasser uh, hollywood's go-to divorce attorney but you have so much else going on in your world i actually don't know how much time you have to practice law anymore (laughs) oh i do see pictures every once in a while of you marching into the courthouse in some fabulous outfit with a beautiful briefcase
0: but how often are you really getting to practice these days I practice a lot and I'm practicing actually more than I have been because some of my other responsibilities with the online stuff have shifted. So I'm actually getting back into it. We're gonna be back in our offices next Monday for the first time in two years. And so, yeah, I'm very excited about kind of getting the firm, getting the gang back together again in,
1: in, in our suite. I was going to say, because I've gotten pretty used to seeing you in your living room there. Yes, this may Um, be one of the last times, unless you come over
0: for a drink, that you see me in my living room.
1: Good idea. It's funny. I just went out to lunch with one of my Chicago divorce um, compatriots here, and we were talking about You haven't been here in Chicago. That was the last time I think I saw you in person. That's probably two and a half years ago or so. That was October
0: 2019.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, it's so hard to even imagine. And think how much the world has changed. I know.
0: I'm like, I am so excited. I actually have plans later this month. I'm going to be in Miami for two days, New York City for two days, and then Hawaii, not for work, but really, Mm -hmm. like, getting out there again and being able to talk about what I'm so passionate about. I'm really excited.
1: Yeah, it's I I, we're just taking off for the first like. want is a picture of me on a camel. That's like my life goal. (laughs) Just a picture on a camel. So but just the idea that I can get on a plane and go somewhere like out of the country again is pretty exciting. Yes. So well we have all kinds of fun stuff to talk about. But if it's okay, I have some of my podcast listeners who when they heard you were going to be on sent in a couple of questions. Uh, There were a lot of questions, but they kind of honed down into two categories. So um, if I can just sort of run a couple of them by you and see what you have to say. So the first one I think is very funny, Uh, and you probably get it a lot, but do you only represent celebrities, or do you—this is the the phrase that was used, or do you represent real people, too?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I represent real people as well. So our firm, Wasser, Cooperman, and Mandels, there are 16 of us. And I think that the reason that people assume that we only represent celebrities is because that's all you hear about. Um, but no, of course, we have many, you know, regular people like you and I, most of them are high net worth. They, they have a lot of money. Um, and most of our clients, whether they're famous or not, really do put a, a lot of weight on keeping things as private as they can. So we do take a lot of these cases out of the system. Sometimes I can't get the person on the other end to agree to do it privately, which is why you see me marching into court with my great briefcases. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which, which, but I, I, I do know, and I think that's probably something that's very attractive to your higher net worth and, and celebrity clients is that you, Um, you've always had that I've always admired that about you you talk about that trying to keep families out of that court system out of that adversarial process as much as possible Um, and that's actually kind of where the second question went and I thought it was an interesting question from um, a listener I thought it showed a little insight she said that she knows that you know we see every day we open up our phone and see a million celebrity or high-profile cases in the news How sensationalized are they, do you think, because you kind of know the back end of some of these stories or what these cases are like, does the news tend to sensationalize what's happening for press reasons or, or, you know, reasons of getting people to read it? Or do you think the press actually gets it right?
0: No, they sensationalize it as much as they can. I mean, we've dealt with a lot of kind of First Amendment issues here in Southern California about that stuff, whether or not. You know, press can come into the courtrooms. How can they get their hands on the actual documents? Um, One issue is sometimes that people in the media don't necessarily understand certain things that are happening within a a, a legal matter. And so they'll write it without, you know, understanding what it is that they're saying. And I don't think there's any malicious intent. They just don't get it. And then everybody picks up on it and reads it. Um, They also will pull out only the most interesting things that they think that their readers um, or viewers will want to know about. And so sometimes it's out of context. Uh, you know, with the advent of kind of 24-hour news cycles, and that certainly happened during our careers, um, it wasn't, didn't start in the 90s, it started in the, in the 2000s, um, that things happen a lot more quickly. And so you'll see news stories that are getting updated and updated like by the minute as they kind of get more information. It's frustrating for me and my colleagues to read stuff because we, as a rule, will not speak about our cases. Um, That is not uh, the case with all of our colleagues. And so they'll sometimes put a spin on it or figure out a way to make it sound like they maybe did better for their client than they did. And then you've got the actual celebrities themselves who have you know, public relations people who also may not completely understand what's going on, but they'll want to put out what, what has happened in terms of a win or whatever that narrative is. So it's frustrating. You know, there's always some kernel of truth, but it always kind of devolves as you start reading the article. So I try to stay away from reading any of it. Then you've also got, you know, parties themselves that are posting stuff on their own social media, whether or not they completely understand what's going on. So. You know, it it is a whole different way of doing things these days. And again, where the majority of parties will want to keep their family law matters private for the sake of their family, some of them don't, some of it comes out, some of it needs a response sometimes from somebody. And that can be, you know, we sometimes are handcuffed by our very strict policy not to say anything.
1: Right. Well, and that's why I would say, too, um, I actually responded to the person who wrote uh, that question and said, you know, you'll you will, I don't think, ever see a quote from you talking about one of your cases. It just is not a part of what you do. But you do see. Um, actually, it was funny. You posted something. I'm just going to allude to it. You posted a picture of yourself on Instagram not long ago and you were sticking your tongue out. And I so enjoyed that picture. I, I inferred all kinds of things in my mind behind it. Which um,
0: probably was a mistake on my part. I, th- it had nothing to do with the case. Um, oh, it happened okay. to be later in the day on a day when I was in court. But because it's so um, divorced, excuse the pun, from what I do in my work. It didn't right. ever occur to me that it would be interpreted that way. And I was like, oh my God, what is this about? And then a couple of news organizations picked it up. And again, oh. I don't comment, so I couldn't even say it wasn't true. I-, I won't be doing that again anytime soon. It was an important lesson for me to learn. It had nothing to do with any of our cases. Well, there- <laughs> we just cleared that up, everybody. So I'm glad
1: we got that out there. And that's, you know, I do think, I get a little frustrated reading the news stories at times are having people ask me questions when they've taken language that's really ordinary day-to-day stuff that's just always in pleadings and they put the worst possible spin and interpretation on it because i think unfortunately it perpetuates a very negative perception of divorce as a whole i mean as as i think you know and have said You know, sometimes divorce is the best thing that can happen for people. And so to put that spin on it really just sort of demonizes the entire thing for a family that doesn't need that on top of everything. Agreed. Yeah. So, and then I do want to talk about, because I was excited to see this, um, what people probably know up to now, um, but maybe not. Um, you are a sort of a, a pioneer in the tech world of divorce as well you are the founder of it's over easy which was the first platform that I know of that actually took DIY divorce and made it accessible to the entire country um, and you've had some big news about it's over easy recently Can yes. you share that ready
0: sure so we launched in 2018 Um, It's so funny that you said an entrepreneur in tech because I still, like, I have to get my kids to print stuff for me at the house here. Like, I'm so technologically challenged. Um, However, I did really see a need for kind of an easier, more cost-effective way for people to go through divorce if it wasn't complicated, if they could kind of work out their issues and then fill out the forms and submit them to, you know, the court in whatever their jurisdiction was. So we created It's Over Easy, and we plugged along for four years. And at the end of last year, a much bigger company called Divorce.com, who had also been doing it for a while, but also had a bunch of, they were doing kind of a roll-up. They had some co-parenting plans, like, you know, the co-parenting portals that we'd like to use and talk about. And they they are really trying, we are, because we were acquired by them, and now I'm working with them. I am their Chief of Divorce Evolution. That's my title. I love and, that. And I, I really believe in it, as I always did. And I'm going to be working with them, not only to kind of be spreading the word about the fact that in this you know, time, it is so necessary to have something that's more affordable, that is, allows people to kind of be the masters of their own destiny. And also, as you know, because we've talked about it before, you, know, you can then, when you have those papers and you're filling them out, come to somebody like you or listen to a podcast of one of ours, or actually even, employ a lawyer but for a limited purpose or a limited period of time so that you and your spouse can get through it and again so much less money so much less aggravation if you can do it and it really really is a great platform so i'm very excited to be working with them i'm very excited to continue doing what we've been doing and um i really hope that it takes off through covid all of the online you know, uh, offerings to people in this space really spiked, and I think that's super exciting. I also think that in our practice, we saw a lot more kind of online remote stuff and also mediation-oriented kind of things. I was, I'm a board member at uh, Loyola Law School, so we had our first in-person board meeting last night, and we were talking about just the changes since all of us were in law school, what's gone on in law, and how family law is one of the last ones to kind of change and get with the program and how we really have had to and how it ends up being a really good thing for a lot of the clients or users that are going through what is not a very fun time generally
1: yeah it's such a good point to say that because it reminds me you've said um and maybe people don't know your father is a very well-known Um, family law attorney you you're a member you're a partner in the same firm with your dad and you said once um at an event that you were speaking at that really the law that you came into the practice practicing is this was the same type of practice as your dad and it's not until this past two years i think where we've i think because of covid bad as that has been a, a silver lining is we're starting to do things differently, and things like it's over easy, which maybe seemed a little like uh, tech, you know, too tech scary to people. Or I, I'm not sure now. People are like, tech, tech is my world. I'm I want to do everything online. Um, so I'm thrilled to hear it spiked. I s- assumed it had gone up in usage during COVID. I I think it's you know family laws forever changed. I think laws forever changed. Agreed. In- totally agree. Okay. But yeah, it is, some- it's,
0: it's, it's, in so many ways, it hasn't changed. I mean, besides the advent of same-sex marriage, and at least here in California, a lot more kind of father's rights and almost a presumption yeah. for equal custodial time, we do not see very much change. Florida is about to go through some very big changes. There's some, And I don't know that it's necessarily for the better, but it's kind of crazy what is going on. And so, I mean, look, I, I always, in favor of change, as long as it's, you know, good change and moving forward change. But it's so interesting that we so rarely see any kind of changes in family law, legislatively or otherwise.
1: Yeah, we are very resistant to changing that status quo, even though there was an article that just came out today in Psychology Today. that. Uh, looked at a study that was done about the fact that women are the ones who predominantly are the ones to file for divorce. But it was really interesting that it went into the socioeconomic reasons why women are more likely to do that, because women, for a, to a greater degree these days, don't need a man for social standing or for an economic purpose. And so there's less of, you know, the world has changed, but our laws in general have not. So right? Um, But some things that are changing are how we, I think, look at divorce in a certain way. And that kind of flows over to another new um, venture of yours that I'm really excited about simply or, or partially because I'm sitting here with one of them in my office. I burn this every day. It smells so delicious and the name makes me smile every time i see it it's freshly signed divorce papers so you and johnny and another friend of yours lori started um your your candles the next chapter collection so
0: tell us about that cuz i am in love with these candles i do too i mean i have them here there it's uh, it's lori stein and actually i'm not i'm just kind of helping them get it known. I I love this idea, and I think it's such a great gift for people. This is, and she lived happily ever after on her own. Um, They smell amazing. They're they're beautifully packaged. It's a great gift, but also you said, I mean, the kind of the ritual going through it, the idea of burning something, having amazing smells, all of these artisanly, you know, the, the way that Lori makes the candles is amazing. And the way she sources the ingredients, the way they're packaged, I mean, It just, it's so like classy looking and lovely. And then this next chapter, which we've talked about before, kind of getting on to the next stage of your life, which is why we're trying to make divorce not so stigmatized and taboo. It's just another chapter. So again, the next chapter, collection is kind of about we're moving on to the next chapter. You light a candle, you're getting ready, you have a glass of wine, you put your music on, whether you're going out for a drink with the girls or you're going on the first date since you split up or you're going back to school and you just want to have something that you shouldn't have the drink if you're going back to school. But you know, getting ready to feel good about getting back into the world for your next chapter, these candles are amazing. And we've got six different Smells aromas. Um, there's Grudge Fuck, which was one of my favorites. That definitely should be lit before <laughs> I don't that know first what that date. One smells like <laughs> <laughs> it's musky. It's earthy. Johnny says it smells like like the lobby of a hotel with some leathery scents in it. It doesn't smell like what a Grudge Fuck actually smells like but it smells delicious. We've got divorce sucks, which is just pretty simple. Smells like a millennial prenup. That again is for somebody moving into their next chapter, which is they're about to get married and they've got a prenuptial agreement that they've signed or they're working on. And that's kind of a more yummy cotton candy, you know, fun scent. Um, And then we've got gratitude, which is my favorite, which is a lot of um, citrus and berries and just delicious. And so he's got them, he's got the six in, in in this size And then he's got this amazingly huge one right here, which is a great, you know, and it's got the five wicks in it. It smells amazing. And I think, oh God, it comes with these like trimmer things. I mean, he brought all this stuff over. I'm just really excited about it. And I do, I think it's a nice, you know, because we always associate divorce with failure and depression. I mean, yeah, it's scary. There's no question about it. But as you said earlier, sometimes it's the best thing for that family or that individual you love the person, you married them, you've procreated with them. And now in order for you to both continue evolving and growing, you're going your separate ways, although you're still gonna continue to co-parent and love and respect each other. And again, we didn't invent this idea, did we? I mean, people are splitting up. We're just trying to make it more civil and respectable and healthier. And so I feel like we finally may be moving in that direction. I, I do, I think COVID, helped a lot of families stay together and develop the tools that they need for talking through issues and everything else. But I also think it helped people really take a minute to to sit and figure out what it is that they need from their relationship or their family or their partner and how to best get it. And if things weren't working to say, rather than in a very reactive way, but in a, hey, this is where we are right now, how about this? Going into it like that I'm seeing so many more new clients in our office that aren't coming in in tears or hysteria or fury saying we really worked this out and we actually wrote a lot of stuff out on this you know legal pad how can we get through this how can you help us put into you know legal words what it is that we want to effectuate with our separation and I think that's amazing
1: it's think about it right we don't get up in the morning and call someone and go what should I wear today have for lunch today and uh, you know, how should I get to work? We we make decisions for ourselves every day about everything. But then the minute it turns into a divorce situation, we, we want to turn it over to other people. Um, and I've always found that to be such a, you know, a weird paradigm that we want to. I think it's that it's so difficult to deal with. But I've seen the same. I've seen people being able to take that breath maybe because we were just enforced into a time of, of hibernation but really store- being able to work through that process i love that you just pointed out that a lot of families have come out stronger and better because nobody talks about that we talked a minute ago about the press sensationalizing everybody's talked about oh the divide- divorce rate has spiked during covid what about all the couples that were challenged
0: found you know got got stronger because they were able to work through it and because there was nowhere else to go you can't slam the door and go out or go on a date or whatever you're like stuck there so i think that actually really was helpful a lot of a lot of my already divorced clients that were co-parenting hit some bumps in the road when it came to even before vaccinations for for minor children. When it came to, why'd you bring him home? He's not wearing a mask. Or who did you expose him to? I saw a picture of you on Instagram. You were at somebody's wedding. How could you be at a wedding? We live with my elderly mother. These arguments, and then really talking about how to communicate and be considerate of the other person, and knowing that your kid's going back and forth between two different homes that may do things differently. I have found so many people really, maybe for lack of any other kind of better resolution, you can't run into court during a pandemic. So really did get things worked out between them and are stronger for it. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I know, mediation and online mediation, which happens to be my area of, of expertise, exploded during COVID because it was really one of the few avenues that people had available to them. And now I see many more people, just like you said, coming back maybe after their divorce or as they, they're working through their parenting plan, still addressing it from that cooperative, look, we just need a little help talking this through, or we kind of know what we want to do, but we need some help fine-tuning it. So I've, I, I've seen a lot of positive changes to our field as, as as long as we can stay out of that courtroom. So as my totally. partner, Woody, you know, Woody um, says, uh, another day out of court is another day out of court. So totally true. To keep them out of that. But um, I did want to just talk about the candles for a second, because Johnny was mentioning to me, you guys are doing a special
0: um, Mother's Day package of the candles. Um, and I, I think- want to get it from my. So can you tell me about it? It's all six of them. I think it's $250 if I'm not mistaken. It's an amazing value. So it's divorce sucks, smells like a millennial prenup, freshly signed divorce papers, grudge fuck, hope that your mom's (laughs) open-minded, and she lived happily ever after, and gratitude. And it comes in a beautiful box set with a bow. Johnny wants me to tell you guys that you guys can get it. I think if you go to Next Chapter Collection, follow us on Instagram. Um, and and take a look and then keep up to date with everything that's happening. I think we're also having a giveaway on our Insta. I know you are also. Um, And so I'm really excited about this. I think it's really lovely and fun and nice. And it's been something that I'm, I I was thrilled that Lori and Johnny invited me to participate with them because I just think it's, I think for once we have something that's just, you know, divorce not so fun usually. This is really kind of a fun part of it.
1: Yeah. That's a uh, divorce attorney, not a ho-ho-ho kind of job, <laughs> I people. Um, But people, well, but I love them. And one thing um, we didn't mention that I want to make sure people know, you and Lori and Johnny have all known each other for how
0: long? Well, Lori and I went to elementary school together at El Rodeo Elementary. Then we met Johnny in high school at Beverly Hills High School. So we have known each other for a very long time. I mean, Lori and I have probably known each other for 45 years, and Johnny and I and Lori have known each other for, you know, 40-something. So, I mean, yeah, we go back. Yeah.
1: They go back, and it's such a great idea. I wanted to tell you, I. Do, um we just finished a training of a new uh, group of mediators. And as the last day we were coming to the end, um, I had my freshly signed divorce papers candle, and we talked about incorporating um, in an office space, if you were signing the divorce papers with clients, making a ritual out of presenting them each with a candle, and maybe having them both light it together, or light one of them together, as sort of a closing ritual to that mediation process to honor it and, and give them something. And the class was so excited, so I think you probably sold a whole bunch of freshly signed <laughs> paper candles. Um, uh, but do you, I wondered, cause I've always had like special pens. I think I have them in here somewhere. I've always had a special pen. My dad gave me when I graduated from law school that I would take out when I practice in person for people to sign. Do you do anything special
0: around the end of the divorce process for your clients? Yes. It's called drinking. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. no, and not, not as much anymore. I mean, it's, first of all, I want the people to be able to have their own experience when they're done. And sometimes it's very melancholy or bittersweet for them. So when I even write to them like, Hey, congratulations or whatever, I'm very sensitive because sometimes people are not thrilled about it. It takes them a minute. I've heard of people having divorce parties and what, I think that's great for them, but because I'm never quite sure how somebody's going to be feeling about it. I generally sit back and wait and take their lead um definitely uh now because you know that we don't really sign anything in person anymore we don't need wet signatures for los angeles superior court so there's a lot of docu signing we used to have you know we would call them signing parties and everybody would come in and sign at the same time we don't do that anymore you don't have to have them notarized in california so not so much with the rituals but also like generally a week or so later i'll hear from a client saying i just really want to thank you i mean there's some clients i still 20 years later we'll get you know a card from showing me them a pic showing me a picture of their kid who just graduated from college and saying like you helped me get custody of you know Taylor thank you so much whatever and i i love that cuz usually we kind of represent the not good part of people's lives and although they're appreciative they don't necessarily like want to stay in touch or hang out or whatever which is okay but at the same time having that kind of as you said ritual or thank you. I, I've always been a little bit more wary of it, but I love the idea and I definitely think if it is okay, you know, if, especially mediation. Mediation's also a little different. We, we do some mediation at our firm, but for the most part, we're advocates. And so it's a little different than being able to have the ritual of both people doing it than what you and Woody generally do
1: yeah it's i mean and, and i think you're 100 right you you would approach every situation as to what's appropriate i what you're saying about clients um you know i remember one client we walked out of the courthouse and after the final hearing because back in new york we used to have to go for that last uncontested um, and she turned and she gave me a big hug and she's like susan you have been so awesome thank you so much i hope i never see you again yeah yeah <laughs> for your sake I hope the same she actually though just a couple of months ago emailed me a picture and it was a window and through the window you could see the Eiffel Tower and she said I just wanted you to know I finally got that apartment in Paris that I was talking about and I got it it's on my got it hanging on my wall now because it reminds me of you know their lives go on and good things happen and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna be able to use it to tell people so I love it yeah, it was, it was, it was actually because we hardly ever get to see the the good that happens beyond that final day or, um, and often when they do come back, it's because something needs to be tweaked or work, reworked or redone. Um, so we did mention we have two sorts of giveaways. One, you are going to be giving away one of your wonderful candles to somebody who entered um, our contest to the pre um, Instagram live contest. And then there's a little secret giveaway that we're going to tell people about, but I didn't know the one thing that that perplexed me on all this was I had a bunch of people who entered the contest and I didn't know how to put all those names in a bowl and hold it for you. So you could pick one. Um, (laughs) so I emailed or I sent Johnny the name of the person who won. Did he get that to you?
0: Oh, let's see. Let's see if
1: not i happen to know who it is because it, it, it totally i will say right now everyone it's somebody here in chicago with me but it was completely you know pulled out of the hat
0: you have to announce it because he did not okay well
1: i'll give it a little drum roll and i will say they had to so people had to uh repost a picture tag uh, next chapter collection and i i encourage you all to go follow next chapter collection right now because there's a reason Um, And then she had to name her favorite scent. And her favorite scent was And She Lived Happily Ever After on her own. And the winner is, I think she's out there. So we'll see. uh, Peace of my soul, 22. So her name's Christine. Hi, Christine. Christine. (laughs) You're going to love it. I haven't smelled um, And She Lived Happily Ever After, but I can tell you how delightful this one. It's Um, very, really good. Um, Is it? Because this. Kind of almost like a Christmassy scent or a fur scent. It's like, I love it, burn it every day. So, and then I wanted to say, or Johnny and I were talking about it. We thought, well, we don't want people to be disappointed if they didn't get a chance to win. So there's going to be a secret giveaway. um, If you go follow X, um, at Next Chapter Collection, which is the candle collection right now. And you'll get to see some fabulous pictures of Laura.
0: You had a very fun photo shoot, it looks shoot. It looks like. We did. We had a very fun photo shoot with our um, friend Do- Joanna DeGeneres and Kate Hollington, who did the makeup. And we were here at the house and it was a lot of fun and it smelled very good for many days thereafter also.
1: <laughs> well, I have I posted one of the pictures on linkedin of you holding a candle and i wasn't really looking at it um and it was grudge that i posted on linkedin so i have to tell you a couple of colleagues reached out to me wondering if i should have done that but <laughs> i blurred it out um but uh so go follow because they'll be posting on next chapter collection, how you two can win uh, one of the candles. They're gonna do a special additional giveaway and Linda, Laura's gonna be giving, um, Laura, Johnny and Lori are gonna be giving away another. Yeah, stay tuned for additional details. I see them putting it in. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining
0: me here today. This is so much fun talking to you. I love it. You're one of my favorites and I just love what you are doing to kind of further the cause of changing the face of divorce. And as we've talked about, the evolution of dissolution and just making it not as unpleasant for the so many people who are going through it and their families. So thank you for having me. Yo, well, thanks so much. I see people dropping in. They're gonna
1: start putting these candles in their their new client gifts. So wonderful, everybody. I honestly, you're gonna love them. Thank you so much for joining me, Laura. Of course, bye. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Get your candles.